What's up, what's up, what's up? My name is Chancey Anciola. I'm a business owner, I'm a strength coach, and I'm an advocate for holistic health. I've been in the strength and conditioning world for over 10 years now, and I've worked with all types of people and athletes, from geriatrics and kids all the way to D1 and world-class powerlifters. Over my tenure in the strength and conditioning world and the health and fitness world in general, I've learned some of the best ways and the best methods to make us not only the strongest physically, but also mentally, from nutrition to supplements to spirituality and mindset, all the way to the methodology and the training methods that we use in the gym. I like to specialize in the world of powerlifting, and I actually coach a team of 20 plus athletes and lifters. We've been to national and world recognized events, and I look to take a lot more people to that next level. This podcast that I'm putting together is to talk and touch on a lot of the topics that will help us get strong both mentally and physically. From different strength coaches in the industry and their methods of training, to athletes who have been to the top and back, to different practitioners that work with holistic health, work with spirituality, and work with nutrition and supplementation. Strength is not just about the physicality of the gym and the number of sets and reps we do, but instead it's managing stress, managing mindset, managing life, and finding our deepest passions and pushing those to make us stronger and to make us better. So throughout this podcast, I hope that you learn all kinds of things that you can put into your daily life routine tomorrow or even today if you listen in the morning. This is the podcast of health from a strength and mindset perspective. Who am I? Who the hell are you? I'm just playing. Who am I? That's a tough question. There's a lot to that. Well, my name's Chance, and you already know that since you listened to my intro. Um, I'm a strength coach. You also know that. But what you don't know, or you may if you know me, is where I've come from and the things I've gone through and the ways I've developed where I'm at. So let's, let's rewind back in the day. So I grew up on a farm outside of Louisville, Kentucky. I'm an only child, and... Because of that, I had to find my own way. I had tons of friends. Well, not tons, like six. And I hung out with them all the time. Every weekend, they'd come over, we'd play and play sports, and I'd go to their house and whatnot. But all of that in-between time, you know, I hung out with my parents, I hung out with my grandparents, but there was a lot of entertaining myself. So in that time, I became a thinker. I think a lot. I stay in my head. 24 7 and it's not always bad I mean you know you get people saying oh I'm in my head too much but I don't I don't see it as a bad thing like I'm just a thinker like I think about the stuff I see I watch people and how they interact I think about that why they do that is it right is it wrong what's best um I think about the stuff I've done the things I'm gonna do I think about what I want to eat of course um so it's not a bad thing of being in my head. I'm just in my head. I live in there. Um, So as I grew up, 
thought was always something that I was taking further. And in congruence with that, music and style and fashion were another big part. So you take being in my head all the time and only child and kind of being a little weird uh, and then add music and take the style from music and everything. Like I began to develop my own style and, and it became a point where I didn't care about fitting in. I didn't care about what everybody thought I was going to look like. Yeah, I mean, growing up, especially like puberty and shit, there were times where I was like, shit, oh no, what are they going to think if I wear this shirt? What am I, are my friends going to make fun of me? Like, yeah, of course. But in the grand scheme, like, it wasn't an issue. You know, both of my parents were very stylish and into fashion as well. So, you know, they pushed me to dress how I wanted. And they gave me ideas. And they gave me permission and freedom. Um, so I pushed that. So, you know, as I'm aging and I'm growing with music and fashion and being a loner and all of that, like, I really came into this weirdo persona. And I've always enjoyed that. Um, I like to think outside the box. I hate thinking or acting the same way everybody else does. And honestly, sometimes, like, that screwed me up because I've tried to be so different and the same was the better choice. Uh, but, you know, you live and you learn. And you got to pick your battles. Um, I... As I, as I went through, you know, high school and into college, that desire to stick out became more and more. Like, I wore bathrobes to class in college. I wore house shoes to class in college. Um, I went to a private school, uh, Transy, in Lexington. So, most of the it was very small. Most of the kids there were from rural Kentucky, southern Ohio, uh, and stuff like that. And... They all were very similar. At least when I got there, it kind of changed over my four years because more kids like myself were kind of transferring in. But you had all these kids I was surrounded by that were dressing in khakis and button-ups going to class. They had on their little boat shoes and their Sperry's and their, you know, uh, North Face jackets. And, like, that just was not me. So I'm surrounded by all these kids, and I'm I'm a little more sporty, urban, whatever you want to call it. So I'm walking around campus in Jordans and sweatpants and basketball jerseys and sideways hats. And everyone's looking at me like I'm this outcast, like I don't belong. Like, what is he doing here? I always joke around and I was like, when, when I walked around campus, guys looked at me like I was the janitor and girls looked at me like I was going to assault them. Like, that was the looks I got. Until people got to know me, of course, which was rare. Um, so, you know, I took this be myself to the extreme, and that stuck with my thought as well. I started to get into philosophy, and in this whole scheme of it, since 12, I was into fitness as well. So now, you've mixed this desire to be different with philosophical teachings from the past and even present and then fitness, it started to, and, and I was a jock, you know, I played college baseball. I grew up with sports. Sports are my life. They still are a lot of my life. I love playing. I love watching. Um, I just, I, I was weird and I stuck out and I started to put these 
philosophical thoughts into the other things that I was doing. So, you know, when it came to my fitness and exercise science degree and the classes that I was taking, you know, where most kids and trainers that I worked with were sticking solely to what the book says, and this is science, and I've got to do this many reps and sets, and I've got to rest exactly this amount because that's what the book says. I was totally shifting away from that. Yeah, I, I mean, I was a science nerd. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I was all about research, and I was all about the textbooks, and I wanted to be the smartest trainer, so I used that stuff. But at the same time, I was battling within because it was like, well, what about, you know, thinking this way and adding this exercise in here instead of here, even though the science says this, I've seen this work in a different way in the gym, you know, and, and I wanted to stand out. I wanted to be different. So I continued to do that with my training and with me training other people and, and all of that. And it just kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And there was a point where all of this evolution just kind of hit a wall and exploded. So, you know, I graduate grad school and I think I'm the shit, you know, I've got a master's degree in exercise physiology, undergrad in exercise science. I got all the top certifications that a trainer can have. You know, I've been lifting weights since I was 12. At this point, I'm 22, 23. I'm the shit, like... I can get any job I want. And so I moved back home. So I was in Lexington for college. I moved back home to Louisville. And I go on a couple interviews. In these interviews, you know, I had, what, three interviews my first week home. One was at a just big box gym. It was Urban Active at the time. One was at this little studio. And then one was at this more like rehab center, older population. So I go to my first interview at Urban Active and I'm all cocky and arrogant. And I remember to this day, this girl, she was the head trainer at the location I was at. You know, she asked me, first question was, what are my goals? I looked her straight in the eye and I told her, I said, I want to be the best trainer in Louisville and regionally. I want people to come to me from all over the region to get training. And I was dead serious and I still am today. But at that time I'd never, I'd trained six people at that point. So for me to say that, like I was arrogant and I look back and I laugh because that's not at all the personality I should have had. So anyway, I go through this interview, smoke it. I, you know, they gave you a little test knocked them all out. I even think I corrected her in some of her questions. Um, then I went to a second interview, which was a little more of a educational based gym. Cause again, they worked with special populations and this dude tore me apart. Like again, I went in pretty arrogant, pretty cocky. And the questions he asked were completely different. He didn't want to know what I knew. He wanted to know what I had done. And he was sitting there across from me. He was, he was a prick, I'm not gonna lie. But he was sitting there and he was asking me, What's, what populations have you worked with? And I'm like, uh, 
I mean, I've worked with, you know, just, just college kids. Any of them have any special issues? No. Well, what makes you think you could work with a special issue population? And I was like, well, I mean, I've got a master's degree, so I mean, I've read about it, and I know, like, the ins and outs of what to do. He's like, but you haven't done it. And I was like, no. And he's like, okay. Didn't say anything, but he just kind of looked at me and said, okay. Now I'm shook. Like, I was sitting there shitting my pants because, you know, walking in the other one, I was just knocking it out. And now I'm at this one, and I'm getting schooled. Like, made look like a fool. So I go through that interview not much longer, and I left, and I was like, shit. Like, who gives the holy and it just clicked like who gives a fuck what you know it's what have you done you know like I could know every little piece of the textbook and every little detail of science and percentages and and this goes with whatever industry you're in but the reality of it if you haven't done it you don't know jack shit like because while science is science and that's very popular very important. I mean, that gives us the basis of what we do, but there's an art form to everything and every person's different. And you're talking about science based off a lot of times off of animals or dead people, cadavers, you know, you're living, you're dealing with a living human being. And that, and this goes, I mean, this is, was strictly to fitness in my mind, but it has expanded to so many things since then. You know, again, in grad school, I was the little cocky kid who cited all of the textbook jargon and then this interview kind of switched my shit like it 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 hit me hard because it was like man he i i'm probably the best qualified person in terms of education but he didn't even want to talk to me because i didn't have any experience so you know that point it changed my mindset completely I mean, yeah, I still wanted to stand out and do all of that, but I realized that it was more about doing and being than it was about knowing. So I took the job at the other gym, the one that I was too good for in my mind, and said, you know what? I'm going to get a lot of clients here. Let's just do it. Let's just be it. Let's, let's experience. So I took this training job. I uh, took it for three, a little over three years. I mean, I worked with probably hundreds of clients there. It was a big gym. I mean, they had thousands of members. I'd get new clients every week. Half of them would stay for a short period of time just because of the setup and the cost. But I had a couple clients that that stuck with me forever. And honestly, a couple of them that still stick with me today. So, you know, you're looking at seven, eight years later. Um, But I had to put my time in. And throughout all that time... I was learning. I was learning not book stuff, but I was learning what works on a human being. What works in real life? What doesn't work? How do people react? How do people stay motivated? How do people enjoy the process? And that probably taught me more than any book ever did. I dealt with kids. I dealt with the general, you know, nine to fivers. I dealt with geriatric populations. I dealt with injuries. I dealt with mental cases. I dealt with all kinds of stuff. And I didn't have any textbook to tell me 
how to deal with a lot of these special scenarios. I just had to learn it and do it and adapt on the fly. And so that three years of training really taught me more of how to live than anything else in that world. You know, at the time, like I look back now and I realize how much that I didn't take in. You know, I look back and realize how many things I missed out on that I could have done better at or I could have taken more out of or I could have expanded on better to give the client or myself a better result. But you live and you learn. And it's good that I can look back on that now and see those things. So fast forward, three years goes by, finish training there, and I leave to start my own business with my business partner who I met at Urban Active. And, you know, we started a personal training business. Our first building was literally 1,200 square feet, which is probably smaller than most people's bedrooms. <laughs> um, we had three trainers. There was myself, my business partner, and one other friend of ours. And we had a handful of clients. And we did that for about seven months, and we got enough clients to expand to the building down the street, which was about double the size. We continued to expand, moved to a third location, continued to expand into the current location we're at now. Um, we went from personal training, general population, to what we now have as personal training, the general population, plus a powerlifting team, plus a weightlifting team, plus a strongman team, plus a CrossFit program, plus a youth sports performance program, plus a nutrition side. And all of that was because we adapted on the fly and we went through our experiences. We didn't have a blueprint. We didn't have all science-based decisions. A lot of the things that we did probably would have been terrible choices per, you know, what a textbook says or what a number, what the numbers say. Because we expanded at times where we were walking a thin line. And the same went with my training. Like I have learned and learned and learned and adapted and adapted and adapted and to a point where I trained most of my general population like powerlifters, I've gotten to a point where now I train actual powerlifters. And I still train general population. And I still train them for strength-based lifting because what I have learned is that the strength side of things is what's going to continue people moving forward and progressing. Yeah, they have to take care of their nutrition to get their their body composition results they want and look the way they want. But what I can say is that the strength side of things is what keeps them healthy, keeps them moving forward, keeps them progressing, and keeps it fun. You know, that's, that's the one thing I learned. The books, again, will always tell you differently. You have to do all this endurance training and this and that, which is true. You need to add that in, but the strength side is what keeps people sane. So as I went through all of these years of business and was learning on the fly and experiencing everything, you know, I started to dive into the mental side of things. I've had a few clients in my path that that's been a huge aspect. They pushed themselves like crazy in the gym. They were there all the time and the results weren't coming. And then there was issues 
you know, of self-defeat and stuff like that. And what we come to find was that, or what I've come to find anyway, is that the mental side is just as, if not more important than the physical side. You know, from clients being depressed or dealing with depressive symptoms, going through points of sadness, going through points of self-doubt, not really seeing self-love, you know, thinking they're always a loser, always failing or whatever it may be. And witnessing all of that firsthand because I'm sitting there watching them self-sabotage or I'm watching them not progress the way they think they should and hearing them talk about themselves in such negative light that I had to start diving deeper into that world because, again, my job is to get results. Strength-based, body-based, whatever, I have to get results. And when I'm sitting there seeing these people put the physical work in and not get anywhere, then I know there's another side that has to be taken care of. And it's not something I learned in school. I didn't take psychology classes. And honestly, like, I think there's more to it than just basic psychology. But so with that, I started looking into it, you know, and, and you learn that stress is the biggest factor when it comes to physical results from being healthy to curing illnesses to losing weight to gaining muscle to gaining strength the leading factor that affects that is stress so if we can't manage our stress then how do we get these results and i learned that i watched it day in and day out year in and year out with different clients i watched the ones that succeeded and i looked at their life and i realized the less amount of stress that they had and i watched the clients that put the work in and didn't succeed and realized how much stress they did have. And it blew my mind that I'd never noticed that before or that we weren't taught that in school. I took six years, well, four years to an undergrad to get all of my major classes in and then two years of specialized master's program for exercise physiology, the body. And not once did I have a psychology class. Not once did we talk about how the effects of you know, the mind play on the physical body. And I look back and it blows my mind that that was not a part of it. And it may be in curriculums now, I don't know, because, you know, I'm old. But the fact of the matter is it should be. Because what I've watched, what I've witnessed, what I've experienced personally and with clients is that stress management and mindset, is your, that's, your, that's it. That is the whole secret to expanding on the physical world and the physical results. So starting to see that and learn that, I started looking into more of the mindset and mindfulness type of thought and teaching. I started getting into, you know, philosophy again and looking at Buddhism and looking at uh, mindfulness meditation and just different types of meditation, looking at the effects of that on the body, looking at, you know, spirituality, whatever that may be for you, whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in the universe or whatever your spiritual belief is and how you use it and how you take it and how you adapt it. Um, I looked at management of stress. So, 
you know, dealing with nine to fivers, like most of my clients, powerlifting or not, they have lives. Like none of us are making money off of just lifting weights. None of us are athletes, professional athletes. We are literally normal people with a hobby. So we have job stress, family stress, kids stress, life stress, relationship stress. Then we're putting physical stress on our body. We eat like garbage or we don't sleep or we drink a ton of caffeine or we go drink alcohol or whatever. And that stress just accumulates and accumulates and accumulates. So I had to figure out and start learning about different avenues to manage that. Because if I could help my clients and myself manage stress, results are going to be better. So I started looking into, again, these spiritual practices, meditation, started playing around with it myself, started looking into supplementation and nutrition patterns. I'm not a dietitian by any means, and honestly, I'm the worst example of nutrition. Like, I eat donuts every Wednesday. It's my Wednesday morning routine. It's been that way for damn near a decade now. I love sweets. I love soft drinks. I drink a shit ton of caffeine. Um, I'm not good at these things, but I've seen the toll on my body, and I've seen when I don't do it versus when I do it. The difference, how I feel when I don't drink caffeine versus when I do is insane. And I'm working on it again to kick that habit because it's addiction. Just like anything, it's an addiction. So that's my focus right now is cutting that out again, at least down to a minimum to use it for lifting only. So, you know, stress management is just the biggest player. So I started doing meditation on myself. I started looking at supplementation. There's a list of supplements now that I use on a daily basis to help manage my stress. I'm a low key guy. I don't have a ton of stress in general. Like I don't have anxiety. I don't get stressed out, but I can still tell a difference when I do take these and I can still tell that I feel calmer and more relaxed on a day to day basis when I do these practices. Um, so it, it's, it's, I've dove from just physical to the mental and physical because that's what's important. Stress management, mindset, you have to have those as a base to be able to put the physicality on top. So after these, what, seven years of experience with business and the three and a half years before that, experience of just training and then the two years of experience before that with school I have realized the difference between that day when I went into those interviews and me now 100% different my mindset is the same I still want to stand out I still want to think different and that's what I'm trying to do with my training now and the way I train people and coach people is that you know where 99% of powerlifting coaches in this world are all about their method and their training philosophy. And you've got to do this many sets and reps and you've got to do these exercises. Like that's, <laughs> that's not me. Like I'm outside of that box because in the grand scheme, what I've learned is any program works for at least some period of time. As long as you adapt and change it when it's need be. And as long as you manage the stress and mental side of things, every program works. As long as you stick consistently with it. 
I've personally lifted 15 different powerlifting programs in my tenure of lifting. And every one of them I gained strength on. You know, it's not about the program. And that's what I'm trying to teach the people that I coach. And that's what I'm trying to teach the people that are listening to this podcast or talk to me in person or read my blog or whatever it may be is it's not just about the physical. You have to have both sides. You have to manage stress. And that's where I'm taking my training. So, you know, putting it all together, I have taken that that childhood mindset of standing out and being different and being weird. I've taken that smack in the face of you have to have experience and it's not just about what you know and taking that 10 years of experience and watching people fail even though their physical was right on point and putting that all together into a package of this is how you get better this is how you get stronger these are the things you need to manage i i talk to a lot of my athletes on a regular basis about the mental side of things, their job, how to handle stress, their life, how to manage anger or frustration, their mindset of self-talk and how to be better at that and be positive and know that you're going to succeed. I spend more time talking about that stuff with a lot of my clients and, and athletes than I do with actually sets and reps. I watch movement. Movement's hugely important, and I coach movement. I, you know, that's my love. That's my passion is to watch people move and try to, to figure out how to make it look better and be more efficient and be stronger. But at the same time, I spend just as much of my effort on the mental side of things and stress management, and I try these things on myself first because I want to know if it works, and I want to know how it works, and I don't want to just tell people you know, oh, take this supplement when I've never taken it before. So that's more of who I am and what my passion is and how I am pushing my legacy, yeah, legacy forward. I'm a coach. I'm not a powerlifting coach. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm a coach. I am coaching people to be stronger, both mentally and physically, and as much as I love powerlifting and that's my, that's my bread and butter, I'll take it in any avenue. You know, powerlifting to me is just more about having a deadline and a set standard to push yourself and have goals. But overall, I just want to make people stronger mentally and physically. And that is what I'm doing. So I appreciate you all listening to who I am. Please comment. Or send me messages if you have questions or you just want to discuss philosophy or discuss the stress management side of things. You can find me on Instagram at Chance Cianciola. Or you can find me on Facebook if you want. My blog and website is www.bullbird.net. So that's B-U-L-L-B-I-R-D.net. I plan on bringing more to this podcast with the holistic side of things. You know, my whole future with this and my whole plan with this is to be able to talk with and interview with people of all aspects. 
So I want to talk with people on stress management. I want to talk with people on coaching. I want to talk with people on holistic health. I want to talk with people on spirituality. I want to talk with people on supplementation and nutrition. I want to bring all the info of what I've learned over the past 10 plus years and what I've witnessed and put that into more of a detailed directive input for you guys. So I hope you keep listening. Subscribe to me. Check me out. Follow me on Instagram. Message me. Talk with me. Let's chat. Uh, I'm always down for networking. So, all right. Uh, Y'all have a good one. I'm out. Deuces and one.